0: I'm Charles Hathaway we have talked a little bit in the past about uh, trying to uh, have it so that when you order the book uh, wild food plants of Utah that we will send uh, a wild food plants of Haiti book to Haiti to the library or something like that and that is still the plan that is still the intent however um, I need to get to Haiti first and I'm working on that. I've, I've probably got um, almost half the money I need to be able to go. Now, I'm not asking for a handout. I'm not asking you to go to a GoFundMe thing or anything. What I'm going to do for now is when you buy, and this is until the Haiti book comes out, when you buy Wild Plants, Wild Food Plants of Utah book all of the proceeds that I receive from that which is actually a pretty small percent uh, of the book because it it costs a lot of money to print a color book Um, and and if I could afford to do it in quantity I would and I intend to someday at which time you will see the price go down considerably on it it will be much more affordable I believe that the price we're going to have to start with is thirty dollars uh, for the Wild Plants of Utah book. And I have, I, in this process of trying to get it published, I've realized that it's not going to be very practical to have the Haiti book be as um, beautifully magazine-like <laughs> as the uh, Wild Plant uh, Food Plants of Utah book is. And so I'm trying to condense a little bit more, fit more plants per page. Really, in the Utah book, I've got two pages of identification photos, you know, one full spread on most of the plants, and then one full spread talking about um, both the the way you can uh, eat the plant as well as some... Uh, little group of ideas of you know sautéing with garlic or whatever, not exactly recipes, but but kind of point you in the right direction so that you can start cooking with them right away. And uh, I realize that that's not going to be very practical if I want to um, be able to do this on the scale that's going to be necessary to be able to really make a difference. I can't be sending a thirty dollar book. Uh, every time just because I don't have the resources. I would have to charge like 50 or $60 for the Utah book in order to be able to send the other book to Haiti. And that's just not very practical. So my hope is that I can um, get it in such a way that I can have the book printed for maybe $10 and then I only have to charge $10 more than cost of the Utah book plus maybe a dollar or something uh, um, to be able to have some kind of profits from the book uh, that comes to me so that uh, the Utah book doesn't have to be terribly expensive and the Haiti book is actually considerably more um, affordable. And that way, too, it will be able to be smaller and it will be able to ship better and I'll be able to send it to more places. And wouldn't it be nice if, if we could get it to the point that we could send two of the books for every Utah book that you purchase? Uh, something to that effect. Anyway, so my point is, is that I intend to release the Utah book in the next couple of months because it is ready to go. It's been sitting ready to go for a couple of months now. And I've just been trying to find a way to make it more affordable and so forth. And I finally realized, you know what, this is not going to be very practical um, uh, while I am trying to create the Haiti book, which I can't fully create until I go there. And I'll explain in a minute uh, why that is why I need to go there. I think I've talked about it before, but i'll I'll bring it up again today um but I thought if I can have all of the proceeds that come from the uh the Utah book go toward the trip to Haiti, possibly more than one trip, but for now, one the trip to Haiti, and the idea will be that I come with one other photographer slash security person that can you know. So that I'm not all by myself, out there wandering in the woods, and that, and and I have one other person with me. We're not going through any agency. We are not going to uh, get some foundation to house us and so forth. We'll probably use something like Airbnb in order to save money. We just want to go there for three days, and just scour the island, taking photos of everything we can find, every uh, uh, plant that we can find, and. From what it looks like, I'm suspecting that for $2,500, I think two of us should be able to go and have all of our needs met. Now, if I can find a way to afford it for $2,000, I'm going to do it. And if I can find a way to afford it for less, I'm going to do that. I'm not a traveler. I'm not one who wants to go see the world, per se. If I can just meet various people, I'm, I'm good, you know, but... So this is not a pleasure trip. I, I, I could schedule for a week so I can go do sightseeing in, uh, in places you know, and tourist events and and bring home souvenirs and stuff. I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested in that. Partly because of my determination to get this there, to get this out there, and uh, and I want this to be as authentic and pure a a trip as possible um, to the purpose, and that is to go and get pictures of plants in Haiti. Okay, so now let's talk about why exactly I need to go there. Because let's face it, you can find lists of Haiti plants online, and I could write a book with all those uh, plants, at least all the edible ones, and maybe, you know, warnings about the, uh, the dangerous ones. But Beyond uh, just knowing what plants are in Haiti, I need to know what plants are most easily and readily available in Haiti. Because even here in Utah, if I weren't in Utah, if I weren't here, I would have a very difficult time knowing what plants are most easily accessible as it is, I live here, I see them every day, every year. Uh, they come back and, and I can say, you know what, dandelions, not a problem. If you can find a dandelion, you can survive on that. You know, I recommend eating many other things too, but if you're dying because of starvation, uh, dandelions could get you through. And and if you throw in some of the other things that, that we know are... Um, very easily accessible such as a white top cress and uh and perhaps or you know various kinds of plants like that sunflowers you can get a lot of your nutritional needs met just by eating those now i recognize that people in utah don't have the need as much okay but our pioneer ancestors that settled utah did. They, they planted their crops and they grew them, but they relied on the wild plants nearby as well as some of the invasive edible species that they brought in order to survive while their crops were growing. And they had to tr- trade and, and give and take and they were constantly um, nurturing the species that were healthy for people to eat. So, if I have this list of plants that are available in Haiti, but I don't know what can be found on the side of the road, then I'm not doing a big service. Especially since most of these books that are listing plants of Haiti, they're listing the ones that are native to Haiti, which are sometimes hard to find. They're also listing ones that are rare, or cool, or in some way, you know, special, and therefore are hard to find. Okay, and if, for example, if there's bindweed all over the place in Haiti, you don't find that in a book of plants of Haiti. And yet, if bindweed has a property that we're looking for, then I want to know about it, because the property that we are looking for, for this project, is does it work for food? Does it provide nutritional needs? And if the streets are just packed with with um, um, white top cress, okay, also known as hoary cress or just white top, if if the streets are full of that, and they know this is this is from Europe and was brought over to the U.S. accidentally, and then brought over to Haiti accidentally, and it's just taking over. And so we don't count that on our list of of plants of Haiti. I need to know that. I need to know that because um, if the streets are full of white top, I'm going to say, please, please eat the white top. It is really good for you, and it's delicious. And I can't do that if I don't go to Haiti. Now, I could ask people in Haiti, get in contact with them online and say, please take photos of some of the plants that you can find around your house, just any and all plants that you can find around the house. And they will go out and they will take pictures of plants. The difficulty with that is that there's a photographer mindset, which is you want to get a picture of the special thing, the unique thing, the pretty thing, the thing with the flower, the thing with the bee, The thing that stands out a little bit. That's great. I'd like that too. But I need to see the thing that's under your foot that you don't even realize is there. I need to see the thing that you trip over as you're coming into your yard every day. Why? That's not worth taking a picture of. That's the point. The fact that that question is raised, the why do you need that one, is the very reason Why I have to go there myself. I have to have the photographer's mindset, which is how to get a good picture. I have to have the botanist's mindset, which is what plant is this? Have we identified this yet? And I have to have the non or the invisible plant mindset. And that's the hardest one. You know, if you step out in your yard, And start counting the plants in your yard, you're going to start probably by counting the plants that are big, cool, special, beautiful, or otherwise interesting. And you're going to not even notice that one, that those, that sparse blades of grass that are every five feet, just that little blade of grass. You know, you don't notice that because it's, it's practically not there. But that could, that little, blade of grass, if its species is known, and it provides an edible grain, could mean the difference between life and death for someone that is starving. Not to mention that uh, many grasses, while they're young, provide a healthy green. You've all heard of, probably heard of uh, wheatgrass juice, or you puree wheatgrass. Well, as far as I know, there's nothing special about wheat grass that makes it better than uh, Kentucky bluegrass or Timothy grass or whatever. And I could be wrong about that. I'd have to look that up because I don't know those specifically. But I suspect that it's, it's the grassness of it and that new green life, while it's still incredibly young, that makes it a healthy Uh, booster uh, to a person, uh, uh, provide some healthy needs and so forth. And so I have to be able to see the invisible plants. And I have to be able to see with the botanist eyes and be able to recognize, okay, we've already got 10 pictures of that one. It looks a little bit different over there, over here, over there. We've gotten pictures of all the different looking ones. I don't need to get more pictures of that one. And also I can recognize these two, they look the same, but they are not. Look at the flowers. There's a difference there. I need to get pictures of both. Because that could be the difference between identifying another species and throwing it in with another. I've made the mistake myself of taking numerous photos of... of, these plants that I see around and then asking more knowledgeable friends and they say, oh, that's two different plants you've got there. Well, okay, I'm glad I got all these photos then because now I have two different plants to work with rather than just one. And when it comes to a project like this, we want to identify every one we possibly can. And if some of them are edible, which I suspect more of them are edible than not, that in my experience, that's the case with with local wild plants, more are edible than not, if you know how to eat them, then just knowing about what plant is right there under your foot could mean the difference between life and death. So that's going to be my approach for a while. I'm going to have the books come out and just, you have to trust me here, it's an honor system thing. I I don't have any way of, of of sending you a tag that's, you know, with the signatures verifying that this money is going directly toward this. You got to, you got to trust me on this. My, my entire intent is to have the major proceeds of the books when they first come out, the Utah Wild Food Plants book comes out for that money that I receive from it to go toward the trip to Haiti, to get the rest of the photos that we need to be able to finish the, uh, the Haiti book, so that once it's released, every book that you buy of the Utah wild plants, we will send a copy of, of Haiti wild plants, wild plants of Haiti to Haiti, to a library, to a school, to someone who provides access to the public for that information. So, with that, I'm Charles Hathaway. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Wild Data.